The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. I'm Mandy. Again. Welcome back. <laughs> Woo, Thank you. Back. I'm back. We can't get rid of you. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy is back to talk a list that we're calling our top 10 other Disney songs. <laughs> And uh, if you did not listen to our previous top 10, I'm going to throw again to my brother to let him explain this list. Yeah, so uh, our last one was all musical, and it had to be musical-style songs from Disney's Disney movies, and they had to be sung in like that very you know dialogue-driven, plot-forwarding fashion. Uh, and so this is other. So this is basically songs that can be, so for example, diegetic, um, that you can be heard, but they are not uh, like sung in a plot-driven fashion that way, mm-hmm. or maybe they are um, just soundtrack songs where you're they're playing over the movie and they're not heard by the different people or by the characters, or maybe they're even end credits songs, So, but they are still tied into Disney, um, or maybe they're score. You might even have decided to put some score on your, you know, um, and so this is to encapsulate all the other great Disney songs because Disney and good music go together, um, like peanut butter and banana. I don't know. I think, I think those <laughs> or jelly. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a peanut butter I, banana you, sandwich man. I'm not gonna lie. I was just say, g- given the two choices, I would rather actually have peanut butter banana than peanut butter yeah. and jelly. <laughs> so uh, we're a weird family. Um, oh, but but uh, yeah, so this is a catch-all for all the other type of songs, but it does have to be from a movie. Uh, can't be from a TV show because um, John and I have already done song stuff, you know, theme songs and whatnot from other. Um, otherwise. I would have absolutely put on the DuckTales theme because that appeared in the Treasure of the Lost Lamp and it appeared on that movie. And I would have been like, yeah, that's going to be like my number one. Um, but it wasn't made. It had to be made for the movie as well. So it couldn't have been a soundtrack song. Um, so say, for example, I know this is a Shrek's not Disney, but Shrek used All Star and um, Holding Out for a Hero on its soundtrack. Those can't, those weren't made for those for that movie. So it can't just be like a popular song that they brought into the film. It had to be specifically made or produced for the soundtrack of that movie. Yeah. So Adam, uh, I kind of broke that rule. Okay. <laughs> what, what? Even though I actually rules. set I set that rule for myself before we even discussed it, and then I in- instantaneously broke it. I see. twice. I mean, if it's um, a cover version and the cover version was created for it, maybe that counts. It, it that is it, that is the case, and I think in in we'll both well, in, in one we'll in one case in one case it's debatable. In the other case, it is absolutely it was a cover, but it was made specifically. Okay. the cover was made for the film. Well, then the, that that I'd say it's it's should be at least at least debatable. Oh, it's gonna be fun. I also broke a lot of other rules. <laughs> now, to be fair, I had to finish this list in haste, and I kind of forgot that. Right. Oh yeah, we typically stick to movies that are happened before two thousand and five. John, John and got I, on the I, Zoom about you know ten, twelve minutes before we were recording, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I'm like, "What? What's going?" On? He's like, "I got to finish my list." <laughs> and so he's rushing to get that. I done. thought I had finished it, but it was the other list that I had finished, and it was this one I still okay. had to work on. This one was objectively a much harder list to put together. I found. It was because when I was looking, honestly, when you look through, hey, best Disney songs, 90% 
of the best Disney songs list that you're looking at are musical songs. Um, right. And But there are a couple iconic non-musical ones. And so I had trouble at first until I ultimately, I just literally went on Wikipedia and said, what is the list of all the Walt Disney Pictures movies? And then I just mm-hmm. looked through it and was like, oh yeah, there's a song in there I know I like. Oh, there's a song in there I know I like. And I just ran through that gamut. Okay. Um, and that also helped me like pull out some live action stuff too. So not everything is, uh, and I, I and, know for a fact that this whole list was put together so you could put one list it, or there's one, one song. There's on. one song. The list, there's one I don't, song. I, and it's the best <laughs> Disney song period. And I wanted to make sure it got its due. And so that's exactly why we're doing this. I know. <laughs> I yeah. knew it. As soon as you told me what it was, I was like, this is, I, and I know we're going to talk about it. So I won't yeah, say you, anything. Cause if I if you have it on your list, just trust me. It's, it's higher on mine. I, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Right. What a fun time, you know. This is gonna be well, yeah. gonna be good. For my own vanity and my own passion. For this. <laughs> well, before we get started, uh, Mandy, in case anyone was uh, dumb enough not to listen to our other episode, just give us a, a brief refresher on who you are and why you're here. Yes, yes, yes. So, on top of being uh, really good friends with Mr. Adam Spees for the last what eight. 16 years yeah something, something like, like that. that um so we went to uga together and then we went to the Cannes film festival study abroad program mm-hmm. together and then we moved out to la at the same time and are now back in georgia um mm-hmm. and in that time i went on to become a publicist of uh film and tv and i've launched my own company mandy k marketing so i've actually worked on a ton of disney movies and other things like that and i just love Disney and I love talking about Disney and I love thinking about Disney. I love listening to Disney. So <laughs> Adam knew that I was the person to call for this to get my opinion. I do find it kind of funny and interesting that both of you all moved out to LA to be in the movie industry. Both of you moved back to Georgia and now Atlanta is a huge player in the movie industry. It's true. It's true. It just, I know things are really, things have really evolved in Atlanta since we yeah. originally were here. Oh yeah. When we left, I mean, not to say it was a dead town, but it was like, you know, if you're going to work for Turner, sure. You're CNN, you know, that kind of stuff. You stay here. But if you want to work movies, it's New York or LA. That's it. But now there are, there are a couple more legitimate options and Atlanta being one of them. Yeah. And with my stuff, the pandemic, you know, making everyone realize you can be remote um, was helpful too. So now you don't feel like you have to be in LA to, you know, work with those studios. So. Yeah, it all it all kind of worked out. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm ready to have y'all delegitify my list. So, uh, <laughs> I'm excited. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's uh, tear into it. Let's let's tear into it. So Adam, you'll start us off. All right. Uh, my number ten is from a fun little movie uh, from I think it was 2001 or two, maybe 2000. I can't remember exactly. Um, but it was The Emperor's New Groove, and my number ten is Perfect World. An enigma and a mystery in Mesoamerican history. The quintessence of perfection, that is he. He's the Sarvalot of the nation. He's the hippest dude in creation. He's a cat in the emperor's new clothes. He's a sex-selected reading. Generations have been leading to this miracle of life that we all know. What's his name? So it's performed by Tom Jones. It's got like this bossa nova feel to it. And it's really kind of giving you the uh, idea of who Cusco is um, in The Emperor's New Groove. It's just a, it's a 
fun little fast paced song. That's fun. So, I love that movie too. Yeah, it, it's was, one that gets forgotten. I was gonna say it's a fun fact. Uh, uh, I've never seen the ending of that film. <laughs> <laughs> what um, happened? Because, well, because because uh, I used to use that movie um, uh, on like the last day of classes when I was teaching. But we never had enough time to get all the way through the movie, so I've seen like the first two thirds of that movie like a hundred times, but <laughs> never the ending. That's really funny. It's a good one, and it does get forgotten, and it's really funny. Like it holds up. It's funny for adults. Like I recommend if you haven't seen Emperor's New Groove, it's a really good one. Uh, all right, so my number ten is going to be probably a surprise. Oddly enough, though, it was one of the first songs that I thought of because everyone knows it. And oddly enough, it makes me think of another movie where it uh, shows up in, in that movie. And maybe, maybe it's my nostalgic for the second movie that makes me think of this one. My number 10 is The Ballad of Davy Crockett. Oh, the movie Davy Crockett. that was going to be my, one of my fun little honorable mentions. But yeah, that's okay. a good call. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods, so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Fought single-handed through the engine war till the creeks was whipped and the peace was in store. While he was handling this risky chore, made himself a legend forevermore. Davy, Davy Crockett. I mean, first of all, everyone knows that song. Now, the movie that I'm talking about in question is it appears in Back to the Future. Uh, uh, when Marty first gets back to 1955, when he goes into the diner, it's one of the song. It's the song that's playing in the background, and so it makes me think of uh, Back to the Future whenever I hear it. But I, I, I don't know many people, at least my age and older, who at least know the song. And I think just for the I iconicness of it sure. is why I needed to at least put it on my list and it made my number 10. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's that. Got a great, great old school Disney movie feels. I, I do like that one. Good call. All right, Mandy, you're number 10. Okay. So my number 10, um, is you can fly. It's easier than fly. He can fly. He can fly. He flew. Now you try. I'll think of a mermaid lagoon. Underneath a magic moon. I'll think I'm in a pirate's cave. I'll think I'll be an Indian brain. Now everybody try. One, two, three. We can fly, we can fly, we can fly. From Peter Pan, because they don't, it's not really the characters. It is just like this random like chorus that starts singing. Um, so it is kind of this like they start talking about how they can fly and then all of a sudden there's this chorus that you can't see so i was like okay i think this counts for this and it is a very iconic disney song i mean peter pan is a huge disney movie and there isn't a ton of music in it not not a big musical but this moment where they're learning how to fly and they're going to neverland and it is just like so pretty over london and you know it's a little it's really fun and it has kind of taken on its own life um as being just a theme of disney yeah, I don't really know that song as well, but I do. I'm kind of refreshing myself as you were talking, because um, Peter Pan's not a, a movie that I've gone back and watched rewatched much. Because um, yeah. there's a superior Peter Pan movie that I would rewatch often. That's, <laughs> Hook. That's, and why? Yeah, Hook. Absolutely. Rewatch <laughs> Hook. Why would I watch Peter Pan when I could just watch Hook? 
<laughs> but yeah, 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 sure. I, I totally got you. And yes, yeah, I think that fits perfectly. It's just, you know, in this other style. Yeah. Uh, all right. Adam, you're number nine. All right. My number nine is from another like that early 2000s. Uh, another good movie. I think a lot of people actually really, really like this movie. Um, but, John, I'm going to give you a guess as to why you think I have chosen Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride is my number nine from Lilo and Stitch. There's no place to ride the beam. Lingering in the ocean blue. I surf till the sun sets beyond the horizon. Flying by on the Hawaiian roller coaster. It's a good song. I agree. I recognize it. So sure. I've definitely heard it before. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't pick out the specific reason. So for me, I get, I get, it's weird. I get an extra nostalgic hit with this song because he sounds like a Hawaiian Raffi to me. And I love my Raffi because I grew up on Raffi. And so the song, uh, every time I hear it, I'm just like, hell yeah, Hawaiian Raffi. And it just, it works really well. So, um, the song itself, yeah, it's cute. You, you know, you've heard it uh, probably maybe outside of Lilo and Stitch, um, but overall, yeah. it's just a fun one that I get those extra feels from. My number nine, I know for a fact that the two main character, or the two actors who play the main character sing it. I don't think the characters sing it in the film, uh, but it has been a hot minute since I've seen this film, so I'm I'm begging for mercy here if I messed up. <laughs> uh, my number nine is If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc., and I know it's the closing song. That's why I, yeah, I think it's just the end credit song. And it's the okay. character singing it. But you're right. I don't think it's a musical like in the movie. Okay. I'd live in a penthouse in a room with a view. And if I were handsome, no way. it could happen. Because dreams do come true. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. Yeah, I don't think they do it in the movie. Oddly, as I, it's been probably like 15 years since I've even seen Monsters, Inc. Um, neither of my kids really got into that one, um, so I wasn't, you know, forced to watch it ad nauseum. Um, but it's, you know, I, it's a fun little song between uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman and mm-hmm. Both of them sound great on there, so yeah. um, that's kind of why it made my list. Yeah, it is a good one. Monster, Monsters, Inc. does have some good stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a good good Pixar call-out. It out. was. It was definitely good stuff. Uh, all right, Mandy, you're number nine. Okay, so my number nine, also from Lilo and Stitch, but different. I picked the Burning Love from Winona. Higher and higher, it's burning through to my soul. Winona Judd, right? Winona Judd, yep. Um, which is was made for the movie and is her, um, you know, so because there's a bunch of good Elvis music on that soundtrack, yeah. but that doesn't count for us. 
So, um, so yeah, I picked that one. It's just a really fun, fun song at the end of the movie, and she, I love I, her. I did listen to it, but uh, yeah, but I, I prefer the other one. But yeah, I can see, I can see why you picked that one. Wonder yeah, Judd, Judd's a fantastic singer. So. Yeah, I love her. I have a very like, you know, like I just saw her in concert this year, actually. Oh wow! Or last year, yeah. So, all right, Anna, what's your number eight? All right, I would kind of be surprised if this isn't on at least one, if not both, of your lists. I do have a specific version that I want to talk about whenever we get to this one. Um, but also, I also want to bring up, I also set my own extra standard of not only does you can only pick one song from a movie, but I chose that I can only pick one artist, one song from the same artist. So I could, so there are some people like this artist here, uh, Randy Newman had songs in Toy Story, had songs in Monsters, Inc., had songs in multiple different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but only I chose only one from him and I ended up choosing, but it's actually kind of not the same version. I went with the duet version of You Got a Friend in Me. So that is higher on my list, but maybe sure. not your version. But we'll talk We'll talk about it for you because it's the same song, basically. Okay. Also, it's higher on my list. Okay. So. All right. Uh, my number eight also comes from someone who had songs in multiple... Uh, movies I did not follow your rule but I didn't need to I didn't end up having any repeats anyway so it didn't matter Um, and this is from a movie I've actually never seen but not only have I heard this song perform or before I've performed this song with the artist who performed it Uh, my number eight is you'll be in my heart from Tarzan That song is not on my list. That song's not. That song's not on my list. But what do you mean? Tell me the story. You've performed like what? <laughs> I've told this story before. Oh. Um, so in 2000, uh, Disney did the Super Bowl halftime show, uh-huh. uh, and I was a performer in the 2000 halftime show, and I performed with Phil Collins. Uh, I was one of many musicians who was out on the floor who was performing the song. So I. While I actually did meet him at the uh, at the rehearsal the night before, I did get a chance to meet him because he was standing over by where we were prepping. Uh, I was uh, I was performing on this song as it was being played during the halftime show. So I I always tell people I performed with Phil Collins, That's <laughs> even so though cool. I was one of like a hundred kids, a hundred people who were doing it at the who time. Cares? But, you know, yeah, That's who cares? Yeah, awesome. it's still true. It is, it is still, still true. true. Yeah. yeah. That- I tell people I hit a home run uh, in a major league baseball, <laughs> baseball field, and I did. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so. Technically, technically. Oh my gosh! No, that uh, that um, you'll be in my heart was an honorable mention for me for sure. sure. So it's a okay. very. But you haven't seen Tarzan? No, uh, and I I'm, <laughs> I I was torn I was torn between a couple of songs from Tarzan. So I'm imagining the other one that I didn't pick was probably the one. And I think both songs are fantastic. But yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, but I couldn't I couldn't be sure that the other one wasn't sung in the movie. So that's why sure. I didn't pick it because I wasn't sure. Okay, and I wanted to be sure. Well, it is. There's like two versions of "You'll Be in My Heart." There's the Phil Collins, and then there's the there is the character. Doesn't the mom gorilla sing it? 
She also. yeah, she might because yeah, there's other songs like that too where um I guess we we talked in the last one we had talked about Go the Distance. It was sung in the movie, but there is another version of it that might show up. Is there on here? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there is, but that I mean that song is so good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it totally works. So you count. We'll let it slide. Yeah. All right, Mandy, you're number eight. My number eight. Okay, this is not going to be on anyone's list, and I. <laughs> it was a very Mandy pick. Um, it is what dreams are made of on the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack. Uh, by Hilary Duff. It is such a good bop. It is so fantastic. Um, everyone who knows the Lizzie McGuire stuff loves this song. It is just very fun and catchy and kind of like took on its own life after the movie. So, you know, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Like, it's a big, it's a big moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm glad you have that it just yeah it obviously wasn't a show that i watched uh right. john very much so wouldn't have watched no. it. Well, of course not that's why i'm here you guys that's why you're here balance exactly. it out yep <laughs> exactly uh all right uh adam you're number seven uh so my number seven similar to mandy's comes from a made for tv movie uh and this one starred the young shia labeouf uh, before he got too crazy, the movie is called Holes, and this song is Dig It Up. Two suits, two tokens in hand. I got no respect because I'm the new man. Got my shovel, shoes full of sand. Check out the tag, the name's Caveman. Dig it up. That's a great song. It's, I mean, it's got, if you know me, John, I know you know that I love like no diggity. This is very kind of similar. It's got like that, that hip hoppy bluesy kind of vibe to it, that R and B hip hop stuff. Um, but it's just got a great sound and a great, like, uh, you know, beat to it that I, that I just kind of catch on to. It's not like a particularly, um, you know, deep song with like lyrics mm-hmm. that mean much, uh, you know, they're, they're digging holes. That's pretty much what the song is. Uh, but yeah. It's fun. It's just got a great sound, and that's why I like it so much. It is a fun sound. Didn't that that movie got released in theaters too, though? Oh, did like it? A, well, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. That was I thought like a it was full just, theatrical. I movie. only remember for some reason. I just remember it being on like the Disney Channel. Well, yeah, movie, or Disney Channel, but I'm sure it might. I think have it was been like a theater. legit movie. Yeah. Okay. So, Adam, weirdly enough, uh, my uh, daughter is finishing up a, a merit badge called Citizenship and Community, and one of the things they had to do was watch a movie that related to community and guess what was on that list and that was the movie we watched which was holes and we watched it was like literally four or five days ago wow i didn't say wild. i wouldn't say i wouldn't say i watched it you didn't watch it but yeah yeah it i put it i had to put it on for her so yep and it was bought it was uh theatrical yep 2003 yep did come out in the theater so there we go yeah it's a fun one uh, mm-hmm. all right my number seven i'm not gonna give it much fanfare it's a good it's a good song 
Uh, my number seven is Circle of Life from The Lion oh, King. Oh, that's higher on my list. Yep, higher okay. on my list as well. All right, then your number seven, Mandy. Uh, so it was already mentioned, you've got a friend in me, so I don't know if it's higher. Higher on my list. Okay. All right, Adam, your number six. All right, my number six, I'm not expecting, because none of us, I think this movie honestly was a flop. Um, but this song was, was in there, and it's by as a Johnny Resnick, uh, the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, he did it for the the Treasure Planet soundtrack, and I'm talking about the song "I'm Still Here." Ultimately, it just sounds like a Goo Goo Doll song. It has nothing to do with Disney, like when you listen to it. But I like I like that alternative rock sound from like the late '90s to early 2000s, and I like that song. And it just sounds like hey, it just sounds like a regular old Goo Goo Dolls, and I like it. I loved Goo Goo Dolls back in the yeah. day. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! Yeah. Iris Treasure huge. Planet's another movie I've still never seen. Sure. Well, I, I don't think it did very well. Yeah, it didn't. I would put Tarzan above that if you're going to start watching some of these. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's there's that that around the time that these movies came out was when I went to college. Right. So, like, when I started going to college, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have cable at all or I didn't, you know, I was beyond the point of really wanting to go see these animated movies. So, there's a big gap in between that and when, when I started having kids and started going to disney movies again yeah where i just didn't see anything yeah so i mean this one yeah it, the budget of 140 million it only made 110 million so that is a massive flop i would yep. say for disney standards uh all right uh my number six is higher on adam's list so i'm not gonna say anything so let's move on <laughs> to mandy's number six so I know what that one was um my number six is oh it was mentioned on a different list go the distance but the michael bolton yeah version when i go the distance i'll be right where i I do like the character version, of course, but there's something about that Michael Bolton. Like he really brings it, and that in credit creamy voice. Like it sounds like there's some kind of like oiliness to it. It's just kind of it makes you melt a little bit, right? Yeah, like there is just something about it that you're like, "Ooh, that is a song." Um, and, (laughs) And he really brings it, and the music video is great, and he's great, and you know it's a great song anyway. I mean, it was on you know your musical list too so it kind of pushes the plot forward but then i really love that pop version with michael bolton um back in the 90s tying this all to college actually somebody i went to uga with was his trumpet player for many years oh my gosh cool. yeah look at you she, look before at your she got married i know none of it was me 
and all these people I know. <laughs> yeah, you played, hey, you played with Phil you Collins. You played with Phil Collins. Yeah. Like, that's yes. really cool. Now I feel like I'm closer to Phil Collins, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, Adam, number five. Well, what a perfect transition. Let's go back to Phil Collins. And my Ooh. number five is from the Tarzan soundtrack. And it's the other song, probably, that John wasn't talking about. I'm talking Two Worlds. No, that was not oh. what I was thinking. Oh. Okay. That what I have a different one too later. Oh, okay. Well, Two Worlds is my favorite from the Tarzan soundtrack. Um, and there is another. Uh, Phil Collins also did songs for Brother Bear, and there's some really good songs on that. There was as well. one from Brother Bear that almost made my list. Yeah, um, but ultimately for me, Two Worlds. I don't know. I think there's. It's got great Phil Collins sound to it. Um, he got. He, he's got a good. Like I don't know how to put it other than like there's a good full sound to his music, um, and it's just kind of like it's just it's great to listen to. It's, and the Tarzan soundtrack is one. I mean, I saw it once a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's fine as a movie, but that soundtrack is it hits harder than mm-hmm. you know it needed oh, it to. Does. And you can just put that on. It's just like hell. This is a damn good Phil Collins like album. It's simple yep. as that. No, I agree. I totally agree. I love that song too. Yeah, the entire soundtrack. I mean, I think there's all those memes that go around that are like, yeah, Phil Collins didn't have to do what he did for us for the Tarzan yeah. soundtrack because it's like, he really went for yeah. it. He didn't have to go that hard, but he did. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, all right, my number five uh, broke the rule um, of being way too late. <laughs> uh, we don't talk in, about Bruno? <laughs> uh, no. I only Actually, I only saw Encanto for the first time uh, when we were on our cruise over spring break. I, st- I still need to see it. I still haven't seen it. It was fine. Okay. Um, I th- I feel like Moana was better, but it was fine, and the music was fine. It was good. Okay. Uh, but uh, mine comes from a – I can't remember the year, but it was definitely within the last 10 years. Uh, my number five is Try Everything from Zootopia. I won't give up. That was definitely later. Yeah, yeah I do love that song when it came out. I love that movie. That's a damn good movie. It's a it very is. good movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was uh, one of the end credits scene uh, songs uh, by Shakira. I didn't. I could have the the other song that she sang in there. I guess I could have technically used that one as well. Um, well, you couldn't no have actually... used either of them, but we're <laughs> yeah, right. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah, I know. Technically, uh, so th- this is where I this is where I messed up in my rush to finish my list. I was like, oh yeah, I love that song. I'm gonna put it in here, uh, and that's not gonna be the last one I talked about. That's uh, from a movie that was way later than it should have been. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, actually, there's two more. Um, 
Although one of one of them would be closer and more acceptable, I think. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's uh, a nostalgia anyway, podcast, John. Nostalgia. <laughs> I got to I see. Here's the here's the problem. Most of some of these older movies I saw with my kids, and that kind of that gives it an almost nostalgic mm-hmm. feel, and I can't really yeah. explain it unless you experience it. So sure. there'll be other parents who know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Uh, that's why that's why I have nostalgia for the show Phineas and Ferb, even though I never grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because both of my kids love that show, and I've seen it so many times. Actually, I think it's one of the smartest cartoons uh, ever to come out. And actually, I think if I like, it's a show where like if I was a kid, I would have loved it if it was out when I was a kid. So, and same thing with Zootopia if I'd been a kid. Anyway, I'm gonna do loop that around, and we'll yeah. go straight to Mandy. <laughs> Okay, so my number five is um, True to Your Heart on the Mulan Higher soundtrack. On my list. I thought it might be. <laughs> <laughs> thought it might be. All right, Adam, you're number four. All right, my number four is the only piece of score on my soundtrack um, uh, because there's some fantastic uh, composers who have worked with Disney songs or Disney movies, I mean, and. This one, maybe people think is more of a Jerry Brockheimer movie, but it came out with the Disney banner. It's the Pirates of the Caribbean. The song is He's a Pirate, but it's best known as just the, the theme song. The dun dun da da dun dun da dun dun da 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 dun So what hard. year did it's, that movie come out? Uh, 2003. Oh, so wow. it's just, it's so good. I mean, they it turned it good. into like, that's that song is just used for like pretty much all Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's Hans Zimmer. I'm pretty sure yeah. who we know he's one of the best, you know, yeah. uh, composers. At that's one of those. That's one of those movies where uh, to me, the soundtrack far exceeds Oh. Uh, the movie itself. I, I, like, I, I like the I, movie too. I really didn't care too much for any of those movies. Oh, I loved okay. the first one. I thought like yeah, that first. Yeah, I, think, movie. I think the first one Ooh. is the best one for sure. I remember it was that third one, Mandy, when we were out on Cannes. That's yes. when it premiered. I think we all went and watched it, um, and it wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it was they're not as good. Like yeah, that first one though was really strong. Yeah, and you're right. That music is you like know what it is and it's just really really good beats and hits everything so Mm -hmm. so oddly enough my number four also is kind of a score so i it's here's another one where john broke a rule i broke (laughs) a rule about a song not being written for disney however the entire theme of this movie is other people's music and so I feel slightly justified in using because it, it is also a very iconic uh, movie, but it is one of the lesser known tracks from this uh, from this one. I went with it, the use of Rite of Spring from Fantasia. Thank you. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, so, and they use all classical pre It's, it's all pre-created music. It's, it was yeah. Walt Disney's way of getting kids into classical music. Okay. Um, and you, I mean, you can't talk about Disney without the iconic Mickey in the wizard's costume yeah. thing. Um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the composer who wrote The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Because um, I had to learn that glockenspiel part. When some was, old white guy. Yeah, some old white guy. Um, but out of all of the songs that are on there, Rite of Spring is my favorite. It's by Stravinsky. Uh, it has a great history. It caused a riot at its at its premiere in like 1906 in Paris uh, because people were so outraged by it. Um, it's, it's classical music. Yeah, well, because the theme of the Rite of Spring is basically about um, like a pagan ritual um and so there's uh, there's more to it than just that it's classical music um but it's it's the story behind it um but it's one of my favorite pieces of music ever so because it's technically on a disney soundtrack i felt at least just out of of all the ones that i did wrong i feel like this one's the most justified because fantasia (laughs) itself is such a iconically disney movie true that's true true and i can guarantee there's a lot of those songs i would have never heard if it wasn't of for course. Fantasia. For me, for like the average, we're not like, I'm not a music student like you. Right. Um, that kind of thing. So, sure. Is it Erwin Costell? I just looked it up trying to find it. Does that sound familiar? Uh, no. What a, mm. Of what? Of the composer. The of yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Of Sorcerer's Apprentice? I was or trying to Rite look it Spring. up for you. Rite of Spring is Stravinsky. Well, uh, yeah, just of what's, what the Sorcerer's Apprentice did. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, uh, Paul Dukas? Yo, yeah, yeah, Dukas. Oh, okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. Dukas? Dukas. Dukas? Dukas? Yeah, that is one of the hardest, it's weird to say, one of the hardest glockenspiel parts to play correctly. Because it was actually, it was originally meant for a celeste, which is like a piano-like thing, but we had to learn it on bells. All right, uh, where are we at? Uh, Mandy's number four? Mandy's four. My number four. So this is the other Tarzan. Um, Strangers Like Me was the Tarzan song. Okay. I That was the other one that I was thinking of. Which there, I mean, there's so many good ones. So I get we, it. again, we all picked a different one, very similar to like the Aladdin on the last one. We all had a different song for this one. Of so that's a that's a massive props to obviously that entire soundtrack. Yeah, yeah which I says know. a lot to me because I had still have never seen the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got it's got bops for sure. So I love the the strangers like me song, and that's kind of the one that I always go to the most. Um, but you can't really go wrong with Tarzan and Phil Collins. That one would have been my pick, but I was unsure of whether or not someone actually sang it in the film. And and actually, having heard the song, I probably should have realized probably nobody had sung it. There's yeah, the, I think like no one sings in that. I think literally it's all just like Phil Collins songs. And I'm okay. pretty sure there's really not much actual well, it's not like much of a musical. In no, true, then in true. Go ahead. The the mom gorilla does sing oh, a yeah. little bit you'll be, of "You'll Be in My Heart," and then there is the Rosie O'Donnell trashing the camp. Oh, song. that's right. Don't yeah, forget. I that song. 
don't forget that does exist. Um, so, but yes, but the rest of I, it is Phil Collins. And you could almost like, maybe it's Tarzan's thoughts. I don't know. Like it kind right. of, you know, I, I, and, and in truth, if I had realized that it probably my pick probably would have been Strangers Like Me because I I do think that that's the better song. But I was sure that You'll Be in My Heart was yeah. not at least Phil Collins's version was mm-hmm. not sung by a character or anyway, which I was proven wrong anyway. So yeah. uh, this, <laughs> this this list is just not for me today. No, uh, that's okay. But it's good because we had variety, and You'll Be in My Heart yes. is a ginormous song. So yes, yeah, we did good of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we made it to our top three, Adam. Yep, uh, and I think my top three have all been spoiled. Um, my number three is uh, the Circle of Life. In That's life. higher on my. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number three has already been mentioned twice. My number three is You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Twice looking alien. Where? Rough ahead. Well, I just, I mean, it is the most iconic, I would say out of the like Pixar, you know, um, Randy Newman, like, I mean, it's just, it is so, and it does kind of actually also signify the whole movie, you know, like their friendship and, um, and I don't know. So, so Adam, what were you talking about with like the duet version? So it's in the uh, end credits. There is a duet version of uh, "You've Got a Friend in Me," and I can't remember who he sings it with. Um, but I think it actually comes out a little bit better, partly because I don't love the way Randy Newman sounds. I'm Randy <laughs> Newman. Uh, Does he have a list? It, it, I was probably doing more of the you're, family guy. So you're doing the family what guy imitation of him. Oh my god! Left foot, right foot, left, left foot. foot. I'm right doing, foot. I'm doing, I'm doing the caricature uh, characterization okay, on that's family. Not, guy. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. Like that's, oh my that's god. pretty close. Okay. <laughs> okay, but it's a good song. But yeah, the, I'm trying to. Um, I'll have to figure out the uh, the Toy Story soundtrack real quick, and I don't know who sings it with him, but I do think the back and forth actually makes it a better song yeah okay. it's a good sound it's not like my favorite song of disney but it's so and i like how it is a different feel you know and i think at right. that time you were like oh there's different types of music that disney can do which i like it's with uh lyle lovett so randy newman and oh, lyle wow. lovett oh together. wow so that's what it is that's a name i haven't heard in a long time i yeah. know i forgot about him married uh, julia roberts for a minute isn't that crazy Yep. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I mean, who would marry Julia Roberts? Um, yeah. <laughs> I bet the other way was crazy. <laughs> I, yes, I know. I know. I know. All right, your number three, Manny. My number three is higher on Adam's list, I think. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it might be the other song from that. It's not. It's it's, it's, it's not, not the other song. I don't okay. think it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam. Your number two. Uh, my number two was lower on Mandy's list, uh, but it is the end credit song for Mulan and is True to Your Heart.
So, I mean, you get 98 degrees. I mean, woo, they're iconic little, well, I mean, not iconic. They're like the fourth best boy band uh, of that era. <laughs> I give them three. Um, I guess they could have been third. Third, well, if, well, if, unless you count Boys to Men as a as a oh, boy band. Yeah. They're not really a boy band though. They weren't really a boy band. Um, but them and Stevie Wonder, like holy crap, like it, it just comes together so well. Great energy on the song. Um, yeah, it, it just feels like a damn good pop song. Is what it sounds like. It is like that is a freaking fire bop. Like I mean, I just can't even. It's so good. And it is true, like, combining those two things. I mean, that's what was great about the 90s was that sometimes they would just throw the most random stuff together, but it would work. It's like 98 Degrees, who, yes, third best boy band at the time, and Stevie Wonder, iconic, you know, wonderful musician, Mm -hmm. but it was so good. It's a bop, as the kids say. (laughs) It is a total bop. Like, oh, my gosh. It's so – like, I want to listen to it right now. I'm like, let's just stop the podcast and jam out to True to Your Heart because it's so good. (laughs) Great job. All right. So, unfortunately, both my number one and my number two uh, break the rule of being before 2005. (laughs) Can't believe you. (laughs) One, One is a little bit more acceptable. Um, But I I will say – so, my number two – uh, is from a movie that actually only came out in 2012, but I will say 2012 feels like a lifetime ago. Sure. It was a decade ago. <laughs> um, and I've, I've also, I was also forced to watch this movie several times. Um, so maybe it just feels like it's nostalgia. Uh, but <laughs> my number two is When Can I See You Again from Wreck-It Ralph. It's been fun, but now I've got to go. Oh my gosh, I do love that song. Yeah, by Al City. Song. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. Great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that's a. I, I think I've seen that movie so many times that that song is just ingrained in my head. That uh, maybe I just imagined it was from my childhood, even though it wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It has. Also, a- yeah, from Al City, right? Yep. Well, it has that fun, like, because um, their sound is so. I'm not going to say the right music word, but it's so kind of like, I don't know. It feels like a video game. You know what I mean? So it kind of right. like. They add in all so many electronic. And, right. And kind of, it feels like they pitch themselves as and well. I think it's actually only one guy. I oh, think okay. Al City oh, is just really? one person. I think it's just one guy. Wow. Um, who, who writes and does all the, the other stuff. But yes, they, they use a lot of uh, electronic sounds and it does have an almost eight bit feel yes. to, to yes. the stuff that he does. So I, I think uh, honestly, uh, uh, what was that one song that came out that was the huge for him? Fireflies. Fireflies. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's an. It's a. It's a. It's a fine song. But I think the of putting Al City with Wreck It Ralph was a very smart, totally. uh, creative move on their part. I think that they fit well together. And and that song at the end, I think was a lot of fun. I agree. Sure. I agree. Sure. Fantastic. Other than completely coming out after 2005, it was a <laughs> darn good song. Yes. <laughs> We just disregard that. Yeah, know. just disregard that. It's our <laughs> podcast. We can break our own rules. Sure. <laughs> All right, Mandy, you're number two. 
My number two is um, Beauty and the Beast. Just a little change. Small to say the least, but a little scared. Neither one prepared. Beauty and the Beast. Give her just the Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson because I mean, oh my gosh, that that version, I almost put Beauty and the Beast on my main list, my other list, but mm-hmm. this version is also so good and like it was everywhere. And Celine Dion is, I mean, amazing. And that that early nineties combination of her and him and it really kind of launched that whole, oh, we're gonna have pop, you know pop stars do in credit songs of these Disney classics, which started this whole other new trend. And I just think it was amazing. And it's still so, 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 so good. What's uh what's Peepo Bryson done? I don't know. You know, it's a good question. I was thinking about him when I was thinking about this. I'm like, what is, is he okay? Like what's, <laughs> did he just like retire? Did he, you know, do a bunch of stuff in the nineties uh, and then kind of like stop probably. Um, because he was also he also did the um a whole new world pop version too. Oh, okay. So he was like really in in it right then. Well, you know, I yeah, I say that, but then like the guy for my number one, I only know him from this one, but he's had some other hits. So right, sure. exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. All right. Well, Adam, speaking of your number one, let it let's hear it. <laughs> it's, it's the reason we are doing this entire list, it's the best Disney song of all time, and you will never convince me otherwise. And it's from maybe one of the greatest fictional pop stars to ever have been. It's from Powerline, of course, the pop star from the Goofy movie, and it is Eye to Eye. Maybe we'll discover what we should have known all along. my number yeah. three yeah. so number six i mean talk about a bop talk about a song that i just i listen to without the need of watching the movie i just get the vibe and i i love stand out don't get me wrong stand out is a great song as well and that if i was allowing myself to do it it probably be number one goofy movie and stand out stand out would be in my top five probably mm. it's still that good um, but eye to eye is just better it's got more greater energy it's got like that actual that uh there's a female in there as well i can't i don't remember the who actually sings it but she kind of does a great job of standing out at certain moments as well and it you know it's the end culmination of the movie which john and i watched a goofy movie and it's cute enough you know re-watching it at this age it's not great um but it's a pretty good movie and you know at the end you're getting this whole thing of max you know singing and to roxanne who was like you know the cartoon dream girl for every boy around my age. Um, you know, she was definitely a crush and, and you know, she as much as, you know, people lightly a little bit older than us, liked Winnie Cooper. I think our generation liked uh, Topanga and Roxanne from goofy movie. <laughs> like <those are> some <laughs> pretty high crushes for us. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah. And and so he's, you know, singing that tour and he gets on stage and it's just the energy man on this song. So fun. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. And it is true. What what else did that guy do? Well, I mean, Tevin Campbell actually had a, he had I think it was like a couple like R&B number 1 hits. Like they they charted like number 1 on like the R&B charts, but I nothing that I'd heard of, um, right. but they were some pretty big songs that he had. But not as big as Eye to Eye. Not to, not to me. <laughs> Never as big as that to me. No, I so. agree. It is it's just good outside of like Disney. It just feels like a song that was on the radio. All right, so my number one, I said, uh, breaks the rule of being before 2005, but just barely. Uh, also, it ties into the fact that Adam and I d- uh, talked about the movie that was likely the inspiration for the movie that this came from uh, recently when we talked to Doc Hollywood. Um, and also, <laughs> the original version... Wow, what, you're just breaking... <laughs> I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go even deeper. Uh, the original version of this song... Um, was huge when I was in middle school. Huge. Yeah. Uh, in fact, like every middle school dance I ever went to, this song got played at, which is uh, why I like. It. I do prefer the original Tom Cochran version. Sure. Uh, but I'm just I'm gonna throw out there uh, the Rascal Flatts version of "Life Is a Highway" from the movie Cars, which came out in 2006. There's not much time left today. far back but you know what you're right they do a good version of that song yeah um it is good. And it, it, they were huge at that time i remember oh, yeah. the rascal flats that were massive uh, and it around it then. translates to a country band really well that song i, I yeah. especially to like a pop country uh, yes. band like that i think I, it made sense to me i still prefer tom cochran's version i like his voice better Mm-hmm. on there but i love the song i still listen to that song pretty regularly and it just it's one of those songs that takes me back to childhood it takes me back to middle school sure. because it was it was everywhere at that time good poppy feel you know yeah it's 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 well done and fits you're right it said it fits well into the world of cars on that soundtrack yeah it really does it's i mean if it had been in the rules, I would have probably included that one too. <laughs> no, because it is good. I love Rascal Flats. I'm a country music girl. So when that song came out and there was like a country, you know, Disney song, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, your number one. My number one, so it's already been mentioned. I think both of you had it on your lists. Um, Circle of Life. from the lion king i put as my mm-hmm. number one because it is just i mean that opening is i mean you can't really so, even get any it's, bigger. it's a great way to open a movie but i want to ask you like are you specifically choosing the movie version or are you choosing i'm the choosing the, version i'm choosing the movie version i'm also choosing the movie version for me 
I was choosing the Elton John version. That's fine. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, fine. Elton John's solid. Um, Elton John is I'll prob- solid. I'll probably just use the movie version. I'm not going to play both versions. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, because there's something about the just the opening of that, like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, like, you. I mean, that is just, I remember when the trailer yeah. for Lion King came out, and that was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be crazy. It just really kind of like catapulted that movie I feel like to a different stratosphere because it was so different um, and so cool and you know opens the movie in such a fun way and then if you hear that song you know at the Disney parks and everything it's just like a really great song also so mm-hmm. I mean you get you get the Simba being held yeah. over like you know uh, Pride Rock and like how many times that's gotten you know parodied and memed out and things like that um, but yeah, it's during an amazing opening scene, um, and yeah, it's just it it is a great, beautiful song. All right, uh, Adam, you got any honorable mentions you want to throw uh, out? Yes, uh, you know what? And Zetus Lapidus, I was close to putting this one on my list just as a joke. <laughs> I was about to do Zoom 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 uh, from the Xenon soundtrack because it was performed by this. I can't even remember. Oh my the gosh, I remember character's that name. Yeah. Zoom, 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 the Mahako, boom, boom, my supernova girl. Uh, it's not good. Um, I, I, two other ones I do want to mention. Uh, very quick. It was on, they aired it. It was a made-for-TV movie called My Date with the President's Daughter. And whenever I hear the words president daughter, I immediately go to My, my date, date with, with the, the President's, president's daughter. daughter. My date. Yep. And that, it was very short. It's like, it's literally, they just use it as like a little theme at the beginning of it. And it yeah. starred uh, Will Friedel, Friedel from... Boy Meets World. Uh, but, John, that was done by the Presidents of the United States of America. Okay. And it was just a quick little song. It's fun. And then you had talked Davy Crockett, but another old school one I want to throw out is Old Yeller. Old Yeller, come back, oh, yeah, Yeller. Yeah. Best dog on dog in the West. I think it's just kind of a nice, fun one as well. So those yeah. are my honorable mentions. Mandy, you got any? All of mine were mentioned because they were just oh, like okay. extras and all the others. Yeah. yeah. Were you not a Cheetah Girls girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't. Yeah. You know, you'd think I would have been, but I wasn't. I yeah. actually almost. What if I that I almost put? You guys would have rolled your eyes a little bit, but I almost put the Lindsay Lohan "Freaky Friday" song um, "Ultimate" on mine because I did love that song back in the day. And Lindsay <laughs> Lohan, you know, that was her heyday, and "Freaky Friday" was such yeah. a big movie. So yeah. that one on it almost made it for me. But I went with okay. Hillary Duff. All right, Mandy, thank you so much for uh, joining us for these two uh, these two episodes. Uh, thank this you. Fun. This is actually the first time we've ever done anything like this, so this was really uh, yeah. a fun thing to do. Yeah, uh, just thank so you guys. just so Adam could get power line in its own. <laughs> I, list. I needed to get the respect <laughs> it deserves. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. I can't wait to listen. No, thank you guys. This was really really fun. Uh, is there anything you want to pr- promote or leave us with any uh, any final words before we sign off? No, I, yeah, Mandy K. Rogers is my Instagram. So if anyone wants to follow, I am always posting about random stuff that I'm doing, entertainment or not. And yeah, um, Little Mermaid's coming out. That live action Little Mermaid is coming out. So you guys should go see it and let me know what you think. (laughs) All right. That was our top 10 other Disney songs. Please join us next time as we break down the 1990 film Tremors discuss the early 2000s show Greg the Bunny, and recast Tremors using actors of today. 
If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times! Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart! We cover it all. The good, the bad, and the bloody. Return Revenge Resurrection, a podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday, available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!